It's a new day, and it's coming at you fast. With Comcast Business, you'll have what you need to take on every twist and turn, like the flexibility to control multiple Wi-Fi networks from anywhere, a cybersecurity solution to help protect all your connected devices, and the power of the nation's largest gig speed network, all supported by a dedicated team available 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. Comcast Business will keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. On this episode of Trend Chat, we talk Black Lives Matter with the founder and president of the Black Conservative Federation, Deontay Johnson. Stay tuned. Brian Bledsoe, and you want to want to connect with us on social media, just go to Trend Chat 24-7 on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. It's all the same name. And <clears throat> as I mentioned before, we would talk with the founding president of the Black Conservative Federation, Deontay Johnson, later on in the show. And, you know, <laughs> sometimes when I'm, I'm playing this music, you know, I mean, if you've if you've been listening to the show, you know the music in a way, but you know, there's more to this actual song. And I actually, I don't know, maybe I haven't got sick of the song yet, but I, I listen to it when I'm not even doing the show. So, and you know, you know actually I, I'm going to, I'm going to just bring it back up just to play parts that you probably have never heard of the song. Just let you hear some of that. Maybe I let it play the background a little bit. Parts of the song you never even heard of, but hey, it's not like it's it's not like some chart topping song everyone knows. It's just a song, song I picked off the library that I'm able to use, but I dig it. So <laughs> sometimes I just actually don't even want to play the little, you know, have the applause come in and me come in and say, hey, it, you know, it's another episode of Trend Chat. I sometimes I just want the, the song to play for the next two minutes. But I know y'all don't want to hear the whole song like, every time. But anyway, all right, let me let me just turn it back now. <laughs> anyway, forgive me if I sound a little 
giddy um, also because I'm just thinking about right now we're broadcasting out of Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I am making my way back home. And not only just the fact that just going home, but I know when I get back home, I actually have something in particular that I bought, you know, given that I was at the NRA annual meetings and one of my interviews was was with Stephanie Reese with uh, Springfield Armory. And as I said in that episode, I was already considering purchasing a rifle and and so anyway long story short i purchased the springfield saint um from springfield and it is in dallas right now in the dfw area waiting (laughs) for me to come by and i'm actually really excited to go (laughs) to come over there and just get it i mean no i actually will probably do a show on me picking up the the rifle and just I guess just kind of um talk about the process and whatnot not that anyone's listening maybe maybe don't know how the process works or whatever so I might actually do a show of me <laughs> opening the box like unfortunately I'm not doing video even though I might post some pictures or I might do a video and post it on the Facebook page and the Twitter page of me picking it up but other than that um it'll it'll be audio so you would maybe just hear me open the box or something <laughs> um but i don't know i'm just saying that i'm just kind of excited about being able to get it and you know go to the range and whatnot so uh and talking about um with about some of the issues that we're going to talk about with deontay johnson later um kind of brought up two incidents that's happened in the past week or so and just um one just recently at bethune cookman where betsy devos secretary of education um was supposed to be doing the commencement speech and don't know if you've heard the audio or read the articles or whatnot but she was loudly booed <clears throat> by the yeah, see the graduating class and I'm guessing the probably the rest of the parents and everyone else that was attending from the sounds of it. But uh like that happened in the past couple of days and then also hearing news about Harvard doing a black only um graduation ceremony. And um first on the Harvard thing <laughs> I guess segregation, you know, is fine as long as you choose to be segregated. You know, I just want to, you know, all these years of fighting against, you know, against this. And then, you know, now you go back to to like, no, we want to be back. You know, we want to be, you know, apart from everyone else. After all this time of trying to fight for, to be included, now you want to be excluded. So... And I mean that's basically all I, all I have on that. And now, um, it's funny in the whole Bethune Cookman issue, something that that sparked in my mind when I first saw that. And to me, this this is a, an ex, I guess an example of 
that I can see people in Republican circles could see that clip and could think to themselves, okay, if the black community is so is this hostile towards the Secretary of Education just giving a speech, I can not saying it's right or wrong, but I can understand, put it that way, people in the, I guess in Republicans or even conservatives in general could see something like this or in other examples as well and wonder, you know, as far as trying to, as far as trying to do outreach into the black community, but yet being met with such hostility like what happened in Bethune-Cookman. And I can see someone just watching this, watching that happen and just say, well, what's the point <laughs> in engaging? Unfortunately, I can I can easily see someone watching that and just say, well, what's the point of really going into that community when they're basically just going to not only boo you, <laughs> but I mean, also you had the other incidents. But this wasn't all black in this sense, but just where they were blocking Betsy DeVos from going into the school. I remember that. That was early on. Probably about a, what, now, about a couple of months ago, like when she first was confirmed. But um, I, but in this particular situation itself, and also we all know the stats. It just, you know, black people have um voted in the 90% for Democrats. So you have that stat and then you st- <laughs> you see something like this and then also um just a hardened unwillingness to even give <laughs> a ear to any Republican and having other situations like this. And when those and when this happens, I can I can understand, especially from a business point of view, I can understand it because, okay, you're telling me as a Republican donor to invest in engaging in the black community. But yet I can see the the open hostility towards, you know, Republicans. And, you know, the thing about it, any sort of engagement in the black community is not going to be a short fix. It's going to require a very long term view. And it was also will require a, not a small amount of money. So you have to think to yourself, is it worth the investment? Now I, I would say it is worth the investment just simply of the change in demographics of the country. So, yes, it is worth it, <laughs> but I guess it just it's going to I feel like it's going to be like too little too late. It's going to get to the point to where it's if it's not already at this point where you had the opportunities to engage and you have decided not to do it for whatever reason or another and probably looking at situations like what happened with 
in a past couple of days with Betsy DeVos. So, but I can understand it from a business point of view because, you know, if you're thinking of it as a business, in one hand, yes, you need to look into growing your base and expanding and reaching into a into a community, not just black community, just a minority community in general, whether Hispanics or um in gen- or whatever. But um but then you look at it I know I guess put it in one sense like you would talk about ROI, like you know, return on investment. And you wonder because like I said, it would be a long term proposition as far as doing some sort of meaningful engagement. But it's also a risk because who knows how long it would take, <laughs> really. And even if it did work, optimistically speaking, I would probably say the the game would be very, very slowly. I can't see it happening very quick. So you might start off with nothing for the, like a couple of years. Like you might get a little bit of traction here and there. I mean, but to see to where you might see a total shift or you can at least have it to where it could be what 60 40 to that point i can't see that happening in four years (laughs) i can't see that happening in maybe 10 i'd even doubt it in 10 so and that's what i'm saying that it will take a long-term investment long-term engagement to make any like real change as far as being a actual option for the black community. I just go and, you know, it's just thinking about my own um, journey. Uh, I could tell you as back in 07, when I was wondering who I was going to vote for going into 08, like at that time, I literally did not know about a Republican I knew Democrats existed. The only reason I knew they existed because my parents said <laughs> said they existed. I didn't even really know. I knew there was a such thing as a Republican, but what they meant, what what were they about? I had no clue. In my mind, basically, there was only one party running because <laughs> I um and I didn't know anything about Democrats either. But I just I didn't know who they were. I do know I didn't know the name. Like I just knew Republican is a name. I couldn't, I literally probably couldn't tell you that they were a party <laughs> at that time. And so that I started from scratch, like blank slate, look, going across the board, looking at, I didn't know what the, what the term conservative, liberal, progressive, uh, I didn't know none of those terms. So I started from the beginning and just, just saw who aligned with my beliefs the principles that I believe in. And that's basically where I came to where I'm at now. So, and that's just for me. So I don't know about everyone else, but definitely when it, when we're talking about engaging in the black community and just seeing situations like what happened a couple of days ago, I, it's it's saddening 
because like I mentioned before, I went on this little rant. <laughs> I can see people using this as an excuse to not engage, to not invest um, because it just seems like it's a lost cause. And personally, I, you know, I'm I'm just speaking for me as I'm I'm pretty I'm a pessimistic guy when it comes to this in a way cuz man it really does seem pretty pretty far out there that it would turn around but you know anything's possible so and also the I can say I'm pessimistic about it but also one reason is that like I've mentioned before there hasn't really been a a long-term dedicated movement investment towards engaging into the black community. So if I, I, maybe if it really was like backed up with some real money and, you know, resolve and focus on, we're going to do this for at least 10 years and not back off when just because, one year it you know nothing happened or our candidates didn't didn't win and then all of a sudden you just want to back off and i don't know just you focus at least for 10 years like if you, if it was something like that okay maybe i will feel a little more optimistic i guess but um as of right now i mean i know there's plenty of people who are out there that are trying to engage and that's you know and that's great and i know i'm and you know i'm just thinking about how how it's been so far and also just kind of going back and to our guests i mean we have people like deontay johnson who i will hope you know are out here with um other people as well and just maybe people like Deontay in the Black Conservative Federation could be that you know that, that organization where if it would turn the tide so I'm definitely hopeful of it I mean and hopefully whatever engagement is going on now and then whatever investment is being put in hopefully it will continue and because for one it's uh it's not <laughs> the stats of our nation is <laughs> is showing that you know you for one you should have already been doing it <laughs> but unfortunately a lot of these uh, organizations or just part or the parties in general tend to look too short term. They just think of it like in two to four year cycles. <laughs> um, and they're, you know, if it's not, if we're not getting what no, no return on investment, when we're just going to abandon it. So, but like I said, hopefully with, um, with, you know, continuing engagement and um like I said, people like Deontay out here, um hopefully things will change and 
it would be best for the country. It just be best just for for the simple fact of just at least having to having, I guess, an option. Because <laughs> there's a you know right now, you have ninety percent voting one way. Like I'm not looking at it to be totally flipped the other way. You know, if it would, okay, but at least could it be like I said, sixty forty? At least could it be considered? <laughs> That's that's what I would just like. Just, could you at least give it a chance? <laughs> but um, so anyway, let me get into um my interview with Deontay and um. And yep, so we have, we talked about um Black Lives Matter and we talked uh, a bit about his organization. So uh, here's my interview with Deontay. Brian Bledsoe, and we have the founder and president of the Black Conservative Federation, Deontay Johnson. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. So first question I kind of want to bring up to you is um, I know I saw maybe maybe a couple of weeks ago that you basically put out a challenge to Black Lives Matter. And I just want to ask, so how's that going? Have you heard anything from them? And where, where are you going to go from here? Um, I haven't, I have not, I've heard things from uh, several different people, seven different people that claim to be a part of Black Lives Matter. Uh, from my research and from my team's research, apparently Black Lives Matter is not an organized um, organization. They don't really have any structure within their organization. Uh, to me, if you want to ask me, if you, if you ask me, they're just a group of people that likes to complain and riot. So, uh then I'm not going to even classify them as an organization anymore. Um, but then I just classify them as an ignorant group of people. And so um, I decided that uh, my team would not pursue, continue to pursue uh, challenging the Black, Li- Black Lives Matter for one reason. For the main reason is, is that they don't want to sit down and talk. Second reason is that they can't have an intelligent conversation. And the third reason is, is that I don't even think they know who they are. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because they like if you go to their websites or something like that, it have all this language kind of making it seem like they're wanting a conversation. But when it comes down to actually challenging them and saying, "Hey, let's have this conversation that you keep talking about," all of a sudden you there's nowhere to be found. So, exactly. And you know, it's also in the. Well, unless there's a camera, you know, unless they're able to get on, you know, in their, I guess, their friendly environments, whether it's being on the mainstream media on, you know, MSNBC, or they're, they're willing to jump in there then, and even then, they're not going to debate. They're going to just basically yell and shout at you and just give you all these ad hominem, you know, arguments at you. So, but now I, um, now I saw that you also had, uh, get a debate with the Democrats. Um, was it, I think it was yesterday or a couple of days ago. Yeah, and, yesterday. Okay, so and y- y'all talked about Black Lives Matter as well, right? Yes. So how did that um, how did that go between y- you two? Um, he 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 basically told me he basically told me that he basically told me that uh, you know, Black Lives Matter is an organization that uh. It's pretty much a racist organization. Well, now, that, uh, 
that's surprising to hear to come from a Democrat. But I, I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when uh, when he said that, did you ask as far as going into further into that? Because I, you know, most Democrats wouldn't make that, uh, you know, that claim. Well, he okay. He didn't. He didn't come out and say, "Oh yeah, it's pretty much a racist organization." Uh, what happened was, uh, I was asking him some questions, and I said, "So if uh, how come Black Lives Matter doesn't really do anything towards uh, where towards black on black crime that happens every weekend or every day in Chicago?" And he said, "Because our main focus is police brutality." And I said, uh, okay, so you may focus police brutality, uh, and so you guys don't really care about black people killing black people. No response. But then I asked him the question. I said, so if a white uh, person gets killed by a police officer, do you guys then begin to riot and protest and do the same thing you guys do for black, black people? Their answer was, his answer was no, because uh, we're only worried about what's happening in our community. And so I said, so you're saying that white people should start their own organization or something in the same instance as Black Lives Matter? He said, yes, something like that. And I'm like, okay. So and I said, so basically you're telling me that Black Lives Matter is this racist organization that only cares about black people. He said, uh, no, not really. And then I asked him, so kept asking the same questions over and over again. He said, well, I guess kind of. Uh, hmm. which this guy, you see, this guy was not prepared. He was not prepared for those questions. Black Lives Matter didn't get him briefed for this discussion. And so, uh, he basically just threw it out of the park. Well, if they, if they catch wind of that, they definitely will, you know, be quick to educate him, <laughs> quote unquote. Yes. But, uh, you know, it's funny, um, you, as far as, I guess, in going to the other, opposite end of the spectrum because i remember that you actually got a chance to speak with richard spencer as well and uh-huh. so how so tell my listeners how that went if um you know uh, yeah that was in cpac right yeah yeah uh, well the richard spencer it was it was actually pretty it was a pretty organized pretty calm and subtle debate uh we both shared a bunch of ideas uh we had we had a great dialogue, um, but you know one thing about it is that Richard Spencer is someone who just isn't going to change their mind about it, and so uh, it's a he's a sad representation of a human being, I should say, uh, but an American because uh, all Americans aren't like that, and it doesn't really he doesn't really represent American values. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess for people that don't know, if you don't know who Richard Spencer is, he is the, I guess, the founder of the AltRight.com, and 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 he definitely, he, I would say, basically, pretty much a white nationalist in a way. Um, yeah, and, um, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, have you, um, have you, I guess, encountered the what they call the uh, Antifa? <laughs> Antifa? Uh, crowd Antifa. Yeah, I have not. I have. I've heard. I heard so uh, few dealings about it, and I have actually had my team researching a little bit more about it. Uh, 
But it is interesting to go on the fact that what their purpose is, and I can't wait to uh, figure out what that is and to share. Uh, but once that once I do find that, I will be happy to release my opinion about them. All right. So, uh, Black Conservative Federation, what um what all y'all got coming up, and what y'all working on right now? Black Conservative Federation, we are currently moving our location, central location to the Washington, D.C. area. Um, we also are starting to do uh, more. We're going to uh, focus on financial literacy. We just finished with Money Smart Week. Uh, we're going to start doing some money, uh, financial literacy things, some more financial, uh, become, teaching people how to become financially stable, teaching people how to get involved in their community, and also promoting um, education very big and doing some things with that. And so, um, but we also, in lieu of those things, we also are uh, working in the, in the cities currently. Um, Brooklyn and the New York area, we're doing a lot uh, of things in the Brooklyn area. Uh, and so that's that area. And I got an outreach, outreach team that's doing a lot there. Um, and so we're just really just plugging away on our outreach. Okay. And where can they, everyone uh, gets reach your own social media? Well, websites and all. Yeah, they can, they can uh, in Black Conservative Federation. Uh, they can go to BlackConservativeFederation uh, dot com um, to find out more about us, and we will be happy to uh, give you more information. We're also looking for people that are interested in joining the team. They can uh, go to our website, fill out an info page, and uh, get more information there. All right, Deontay, I appreciate everything that you're doing out there and um, just hope you just continue to grow and just, I guess, empower and educate. And, yeah. Thank you. All right, I appreciate your time. And thank you to Deontay for joining us. And, you know, by hearing this young man, all the, like, what I just, without that, what I was saying in that rant before this interview, Listening to someone like him, just even though I've, well, for one, this interview was last week, so I just let you know. And, you know, listening to him, actually, from what I just said beforehand, it just gives me more optimism that for the future, as far as when I was talking about engagement and and just reaching out and being in the, in the community. So, um just just listening to him right there just gave me a, a shot of optimism, even though I know that it was coming. It just in in my head, just for me, I'm, you know, I'm always tend to be kind of just pessimistic in general. So I just need someone like Deontay to come and just lift my spirits a little bit. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I appreciate him um, coming on and uh, maybe we have him on um, some other time, man. Um, so that's it for this week. And like I mentioned earlier, I'll probably be on Tuesday. Just um, me at the range or something. I mean, like I said, you're not gonna see <laughs> any video or anything, but you know, just uh, I guess I'll let y'all know on Tuesday. So. And with that being said, and until Tuesday, we will chat with you later.
Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today.